European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 42, Issue 29, Focus Issue, Arrhythmias, by Editor-in-Chief, Professor Filippo Crea, read to you by Morgan Bryan. Towards Precision Medicine in the Prediction of Cardiac Death. Atrial fibrillation, or AF, is the most common heart arrhythmia disease and affects over 30 million individuals worldwide. It's an important cause of heart failure or stroke, which leads to an increased risk of death in AF patients. Chronic kidney disease, or CKD, is another major comorbidity in modern medicine, with increasing prevalence and substantial socioeconomic impact. As CKD and AF are highly prevalent in elderly individuals and share common metabolic risk factors, the two comorbidities frequently coexist. Previous observational studies suggested that the two diseases are risk factors for each other, suggesting a bidirectional relationship. This focus issue on arrhythmias contains a clinical research article entitled Atrial Fibrillation and Kidney Function, a Bidirectional Mendelian Randomization Study. In it, Sehun Park from the Seoul National University College of Medicine in South Korea and colleagues investigated the causal effect between AF and kidney function. The authors performed a bidirectional summary-level Mendelian randomization, or MR, analysis, implementing the results from a large-scale genome-wide association study, or GWAS, for estimated glomerular filtration rate, or EGFR. The inverse variance weighted method was the main MR method used. For replication, an allele score-based MR was performed by individual-level data within a UK biobank cohort of white British ancestry individuals. A genetic predisposition to AF was significantly associated with decreased EGFR, P being less than 0.001, and increased risk of chronic kidney disease, P being less than 0.001. The significance remained in MR sensitivity analyses and the causal estimates were consistent when the authors limited the analysis to individuals of European ancestry. In sharp contrast, genetically predicted EGFR did not show a significant association with the risk of AF, B equaling 0.183. The results were similar in allele score-based MR, as allele score for AF was significantly associated with reduced EGFR, being less than 0.001, while allele score for EGFR did not show significant association with risk of AF, P equaling 0.530. The authors conclude that their study supports that AF is a causal risk factor for kidney function impairment. However, an effect of kidney function on AF was not identified in this study. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Marianne Ben from the University of Copenhagen in the Netherlands, who concludes that these findings reinforce the recommendations in the 2020 ESC guidelines for the early diagnosis and management of AF by both opportunistic and systematic screening for AF. They also support lifestyle interventions aimed at reducing risk of developing AF. Most importantly, rhythm control intervention to eliminate AF may prevent or postpone kidney disease. The term idiopathic ventricular fibrillation, or IVF, 
describes survivors of unexplained arrhythmic cardiac arrest, or UCA, without a specific diagnosis after clinical and genetic testing. Previous reports have described a subset of IVF individuals with VA initiated by short-couple trigger PVCs, for which the term short-coupled VF, or SCVF, has been proposed. In a clinical research article entitled Short-coupled ventricular fibrillation represents a distinct phenotype amongst latent causes of unexplained cardiac arrest, a report from the CASPER registry. Christian Steinberg from the Laval University in Quebec, Canada and colleagues established the phenotype and frequency of SCVF in a large cohort of UCA survivors. The authors performed a multi-centre study including consecutive UCA survivors from the CASPER registry. SCVF was defined as otherwise unexplained VF, initiated by a trigger premature ventricular contraction with a coupling interval of less than 350 milliseconds. Among 364 UCA survivors, 24 out of the 364, or 6.6%, met diagnostic criteria for SCVF. Of note, in 19 of the 24 patients, the diagnosis of SCVF was obtained by documented VF during follow-up. VA was initiated by a mean PVC coupling interval of 274 plus or minus 32 milliseconds. Electrical storm occurred in 21% of SCV probands, but not in any UCA proband, P being less than 0.001. The median time to recurrent VA in SCVF was 31 months. Recurrent VF resulted in quinidine administration in 12 of 24 SCVF, or 50%, with excellent arrhythmia control. Steinberg et al. conclude that short-coupled VF is a distinct primary arrhythmia syndrome, accounting for at least 6.6% of UCA. As documentation of VF onset is necessary for the diagnosis, most cases are diagnosed at the time of recurrent arrhythmia. Thus, the true prevalence of SCVF still remains unknown. Quinidine is effective in SCVF and should be considered as first-line treatment for patients with recurrent episodes. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Peter Postema and Martijn van der Rey from the University of Amsterdam in the Netherlands. To point out that the discovery of the DPP6 risk haplotype allowed us to screen pre-symptomatic family members, preventing sudden cardiac death in these high-risk patients. Undoubtedly more genetic subsets of SCVF can be identified by multicenter initiatives, which may lead to further optimization of our patient care. Hereditary cardiomyopathies are a leading cause of SCD in young adults. In the past years, substantial progress has been made in elucidating the genetic variants that contribute to the development of cardiomyopathy. Predominantly alterations in genes coding for cytoskeletal, sarcometric, desmosomal and Z-disc proteins were found to be associated with the development of cardiomyopathy. Furthermore, variants in genes encoding calcium modulators are known to be associated with cardiomyopathies including the genes encoding phospholamban, or PLN, a protein essential for calcium homeostasis. The pathogenic variant in PLN, which has been studied most extensively, C.40-42-DEL-AGA, 
semicolon P, arg14 del, which leads to a deletion of arginine 14 in the coding region of PLN and is associated with both dilated cardiomyopathy and arrhythmogenic right ventricular cardiomyopathy. In a clinical research article entitled Prediction of Ventricular Arrhythmia in Phospholamban PARG14DEL Mutation Carriers Reaching the Frontiers of Individual Risk Prediction, Tom Verstralen from the University of Amsterdam in the Netherlands and colleagues note that their study aims to improve risk stratification for primary prevention implantable cardioverter defibrillators, or ICDs, by developing a new mutation-specific prediction model for malignant VA in PARG14DEL carriers. The proposed model was compared to existing PLN risk models. Data were collected from PLN PARG14DEL carriers with no history of malignant VA at baseline, identified between 2009 and 2020. Malignant VA was defined as sustained VA, appropriate ICD intervention, or aborted sudden cardiac death. A prediction model was developed using Cox regression. The study cohort consisted of 679 PLN PARG14DEL carriers, with a minority of index patients 17% and male sex 43%, and a median age of 42 years, IQR 27 to 55. During a median follow-up of 4.3 years, 72 or 10.6% carriers experienced malignant VA. Significant predictors were LVEF, premature ventricular complex count per 24 hours, amount of negative T waves, and the presence of low-voltage ECG. The multivariable model had an excellent discriminative ability, C-statistic 0.83, range 0.78 to 0.88. Applying the existing PLN models in the complete current cohort yielded a C-statistic of 0.68, range 0.61 to 0.75. The authors conclude that they present a new mutation-specific prediction model to predict individual VA risk in PLN PARG14DEL carriers, which is superior to the existing PLN and ARVC risk models. Furthermore, this is also a demonstration that risk prediction using the mutation-specific phenotypic features can improve accuracy compared to a more generic approach. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Domenico Corrado from the University of Padova in Italy and colleagues. Corrado and colleagues conclude that future developments of the PNL mutation-specific risk prediction model should include LV myocardial fibrosis assessed by cardiac magnetic resonance that appears to be the most robust predictor of arrhythmic outcome. Regarder syndrome, or BRS, is a rare heritable arrhythmia characterized by cove-type ST segment elevation in the right precordial leads and an increased risk of sudden cardiac death due to lethal VA. Mutations in the SCN5A gene, encoding cardiac sodium channel, NAV1.5, are identified in approximately 20% of cases. However, the predictive value of the SCN5A mutations for subsequent lethal arrhythmic events, or LAEs, remains controversial. In a translational research article entitled Functionally Validated SCN5A Variants Allow Interpretation of Pathogenicity 
a prediction of lethal events in Brigada syndrome. Naomasa Makita from the National Cerebral and Cardiovascular Center in Suita, Japan and colleagues investigated whether the functional curation of SCN5A variations improves the prognostic predictability. Using a heterologous expression system and whole-cell patch clamp, they functionally characterized 22 variants of unknown significance, or VUS, among 55 SCN5A mutations, previously curated using in silico prediction algorithms in the Japanese BRS registry, N equaling 415. According to the loss of function, or LOF, properties, SCN5A mutation carriers, N equaling 60, were divided into two groups, LOF-SCN5A mutations and non-LOF-SCN5A variations. Functionally proven LOF-SCN5A mutation carriers, N equaling 45, showed significantly severer ECG conduction abnormalities and worse prognosis associated with earlier manifestations of LAEs, 7.9% per year, than in silico algorithm-predicted SCN5A carriers, 5.1% per year, or all BRS probands, 2.5% per year. Notably, non-LOF-SCN5A variation carriers, N equaling 15, exhibited no LAEs during the follow-up period. Multivariate analysis demonstrated that LOF-SCN5A mutations only and a history of aborted cardiac arrest were significant predictors of LAE. The authors conclude that in vitro functional validation is key to classifying the pathogenicity of SCN5A VUSs and for risk stratification of genetic predictors of LAE. Functionally proven LOF-SCN5A mutations are genetic burdens of SCD in BRS, but the evidence for the other BRS-associated genes is elusive. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Arthur Wilder and Shen E. Wu from the Academic Medical Center in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, who conclude that this study provides strong evidence that a pathogenic SCN5A variant may contribute to the severity of the phenotype, but that functional studies are needed to call SCN5A variants. Thus, in earlier studies, where the presence of a pathogenic SCN5A variant did not contribute to risk, a substantial subset of SCN5A variants were probably not functionally relevant and therefore diluted the prognostic effect. The issue is also complemented by a discussion forum contribution. In a commentary entitled Uninterrupted versus Interrupted Non-Vitamin K Antagonist Oral Anticoagulant During Atrial Fibrillation Catheter Ablation Expert Opinion or True Evidence Patrizio Pascal from the Centre Hospitalier Universitaire Vaudois and University of Lausanne, Switzerland, and Christelle Haddad from the Louis Pradel Cardiovascular Hospital in Lyon, France, comment on the recent 2020 ESC guidelines for the diagnosis and management of atrial fibrillation, developed in collaboration with the European Association of Cardiothoracic Surgery, or EACTS. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.